0: Rightio, um, I want to talk to you today uh, in regards to the stuff that God's been speaking to me. Last week I, I spoke a message here in Yarrowonga regarding uh, the God of more than enough, that God is a God of more than enough. And our mindsets can sometimes be so trapped by lies, so trapped by maybe our own insecurities and our own lack, that we feel that we don't have enough or we're not enough. And even sometimes when it comes to our finances and stuff like that, we can be believe the lie that we can't have enough. But I know that my God is a God of more than enough. So I kind of want to build a little bit more out of that, about he is the God of more than enough. There are some of you that are here today, as I said, i felt such a strong sense of um, uh, children, adult children, children, um, God drawing them back. And that the devil has been telling a lie. And he's made you believe that God is not enough for your children. But I want to tell you, God is enough for your children. Stop believing the lie. Believe the truth. Jesus. And there are some of you also, you know, you're trying to do life with some stuff and that you've been overwhelmed by maybe some stuff that's just happening and you feel like, man, I just can't do this or I don't have enough. I want to tell you this morning, God is telling you, you do have enough in Him. That's why when we were singing that song about coming back to the heart of worship, you see, when you put Jesus at the center, it changes the world around you. Amen. And the enemy takes us away from the center. He's cunning, but getting back to the center is where we uh, encounter. Put your finger up. Mate, amen. I've got one amen over there. Hallelujah. So, how many know God loves individuals? Right? He loves you. I'll read you a few scriptures. They're not going to come up on the board because I don't want to get too... Um, I want to read you a few scriptures about the God who loves the individual. Um, It says at this, it says when he was talking to um, his disciples, what do you think if a man has a hundred sheep, found in uh, Matthew 18, 12, what do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the 99 to go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? He was expressing the heart of God that God will leave the group or the mass To seek the one. Go back to your children. God will leave the mass to seek the one your child has lost. Hallelujah. That's his heart. It says this in Luke 12, 17. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are more valuable than the sparrows. Darren, take your hat off. God doesn't need to count much with his head. Look at Stephen's head. Turn around. Does Stephen have a look at our brother? Man, I don't have enough fingers to count how much hair is on that head. But God can count the very hairs on your head, which means He knows the absolute detail about who you are. And He's concerned about the details of your life. That's the wonder of a God of the universe who is so involved in us as individuals. And he feels our pain. He knows the lives and everything that we go through. And, he, and he's with us all the way. Hallelujah. Uh, Luke seven thirteen. And when, he's, when, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. It's the story of the her, she'd lost her son. He was in an open coffin. And Jesus was looking at the multitude. And then he saw the individual of this woman with tears. And it says that the heart of Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw in the mass a woman who had just lost her son and he wept, he was he had compassion. And then he raised the son from the dead. So he is the God of the individual. But I want to tell you this morning that I believe God wants, wants us to understand that he is the God of the multitudes. Many scriptures talk about Jesus when he looked out at the multitudes. And they tell us that he was moved with compassion when he saw the multitudes. Hallelujah. Matthew nine, thirty-five through to thirty-eight. Should come up there. Verse thirty five. Here we go, Sharon. Little chat, little pun. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So he's moving around, he's doing his thing, he's healing, he's touching lives. Miraculous things are taking place. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, notice Jesus, he is doing his thing, then he looks at the masses of humanity, and he is moved in his heart, this this thing called compassion means, he was doing this, and then there was this moment for the the word who became flesh, who's moved in his heart because he sees the mess. And there's this compassion thing, he goes from that, to having a heart moved. See, God wants our hearts to be moved from where they are, from selfishness, and our own worlds to start to see what He sees, and to be moved from our self thinking to a heart of compassion for the multitude. Hallelujah. Greg, you keep telling me, mate. I'm so blessed with this couple. You know, I'm so blessed. I don't know who, who's the smarter of the two. Hey. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I don't want to tell you, but you know, so that's all right. But anyway, can we get can we give them a hand? This couple for what they've done. You know, um, so good. Anyway, I digress. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep with having no shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, now he wants to involve those who are going to come after him, those that are going to take on the responsibility of of doing what he had done. Now he wants them to feel and see what was happening in his heart. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers, to the harvest, you see, my friends. Like Kaz and Greg were saying, like Darren was saying, God cares about this planet, and there is a mass of humanity out there who needs what you and I have. And the heart of God has not changed. The heart of God has not changed, and from the throne room, Jesus is still looking out across. The world around us, across our towns of Yarrawonga, Cobram and of this region of Victoria and New South Wales and the nation of Australia and the planet that we live on. And his heart is being moved with compassion and he's trying to get his disciples who are walking and breathing air on this planet today to see and feel what he is saying. See, he knows that we need to see the individuals. He knows that we need to be mindful of the one. But he also is trying to move the church to understand that, friend, there is a massive. Humanity that he wants to reach and he wants us to be part of it as a church and you as a believer. Hallelujah. God is not a God limited to the one. God is a God who wants to reach this world. And see, can we see that? Can you see that? Do you understand that you are put on this planet breathing air created by God to be part of reaching the masses? Hallelujah. move with compassion. But the labourers were few. Hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. The labourers are still few. The labourers are still few. I was talking to a friend of mine who runs a church who's been going on outreaches, uh, going into parks, uh, taking her team, and because uh, she just wants to reach the lost. And she said probably about Five to ten percent of the church really feel the heartbeat of wanting to reach the lost. She's going into parks, seeing people saved. I'm not telling you you need to go into parks, but what I do need to say is we need to get our hearts moved a bit because we are not our own, we've been bought with a price. Hallelujah! Acts 1 8. Really interesting about the Holy Spirit coming, Acts one eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Think about it. Jesus didn't say to the disciples, man, you're going to receive power... And just stick it out in Jerusalem. Just do your thing in Jerusalem. Just do your thing in your your home backyard and forget about everybody else. No, Jesus was sowing a vision to those who are going to be filled with power in order to reach the world around them. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, another country, and the ends of the earth. And see, hallelujah, God is looking for people who are hearing, yeah, Jerusalem, Lord, yes, yes. But are you prepared to look even further and think about Judea? Are you prepared to even look even further to think about Samaria, other countries or nearby countries? And what about the ends of the earth? Hallelujah, at Ignite Life Church. Friends, we are doing our best as a church, I love that Kaz put up our mission statement. Our mission statement isn't to, to um, do anything other than what Jesus taught us to do. To make disciples, to train, and make disciples who will make more disciples. Train leaders and to impact the world. Jerusalem? We're doing Jerusalem. There's more that we've got to do in Jerusalem. There's more you've got to do in Cobram. There's more we've got to do in Yarrawonga. There's more that we've got to do and get out into our communities. What Amy said and what other initiatives that we have got going on, there are more we're putting on the steak night, not so you boys can get fat. I was going to say something cheeky then, but I didn't. I love steak. I needed to get some more teeth in my mouth to enjoy it, but that's another story. Anyway, the state night, the state night is about creating a space where we as men can gather. And you know, um, I want you guys from Cobram to come. Unity commands a blessing. Hallelujah. But I want uh, us as a church to realize this is a means to get us together. And that in months to come, we want you to bring other men to these state nights. We're hoping to get Cole Stringer at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the year and some other people who will attract others who have a story to tell. But friend, if you don't participate, if you don't take this and look at this as an opportunity for you to go out and reach the world around us, well, we'll fail or we'll get a few. You know, Are you going to buy in? Are you going to buy in? Hallelujah. The word witness means martyr. Did you know that? When Jesus said, uh, hang out in Jerusalem, uh, wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, then you will be my witnesses, first Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That actual word is witness, which means to martyr, to be martyred. Very interesting. What's a martyr? It is somebody that is willing to die for the cause that they believe in. People who are willing to die for the cause that they believe in do not let fear rule their lives. Yes, they may feel fear, but the cause or the call or the thing that they believe in is so strong and so powerful, they will lay it all down in order to fulfill that thing. And when Jesus said, you will receive power, he wasn't talking about, you know, a 12-volt battery. He was talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and the miraculous ability that that brings. Hallelujah. But he said, it's not for you just to play with as a toy on Sunday at church. It's to reach the world. And with a heart so touched by him that you're willing to lay your life down for him. Super interesting, isn't it? Now I've got to what I want to preach about. <laughs> it's all good. We're going to go a little bit later. We planned that, so, so we've still got some good time. Matthew 14. Remember Jesus and the sense of when he would look at the multitudes. We, we're thinking about Jesus. And why did he talk about it? Why did he talk to his disciples? Not just to see the small, but to see the big. Hallelujah. Matthew 14, 14. And this is where we spoke a bit last week about this fishes and the loaves thing. In all the Gospels, very interesting, in all the Gospels, this account of the 5,000 is spoken of from different avenues, from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all bring a bit of a package in regards to the story. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Because in the Bible, and I said it last week, if you see something in all the four Gospels, it's very, very important. Very, very important. The truth's locked up in it. Matthew 14, 14 and when Jesus went out listen, he saw a great multitude the multitude thing again and he was moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick and when it was evening his, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late send the multitudes away, hold on he sees the multitude. He gets compassion. The church, you know, the disciples here, Jesus was doing his thing. And then coming to evening, it's kind of like, well, Jesus, we've had enough. Send the multitude away. Send them away. Jesus was moved with compassion. The disciples wanted to send them away. Kind of interesting. I send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. Sounds like pretty practical thinking. Verse 16. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. You know, it's like it defies logic that Jesus would try to get these people to feed them with so little. We don't have enough, Jesus. We don't have enough for the multitude. My natural mind tells me, you know what? You know, this is, this is stupid because my brain can't fit this baby in. And let's just send them on away. And you know, it's funny. I got into trouble with this a little while ago. Uh, one of the troubles with pastors is pastors can, can't see past their town. I said this to a country pastor a while back. He hasn't spoken to me since. (laughs) I meant well. Send them away. We don't have enough. But Jesus said to them, you do not need to send them away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass He took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed, broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. Notice a plan. Verse 20, So they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten... Or about 5,000 men besides, women and children. Why is that in all the Gospels? Because Jesus is trying to get us to know something about who he is. He was trying to get the disciples to understand something about who he was. He cares about humanity, my friends. He's not so limited in heaven that he can only reach one or two. He's the God who sees the multitudes... And it's not just about him reaching the multitudes. It's about him getting us as disciples to participate in him reaching the multitudes. Hallelujah. And see, all they had was five loaves and two fish. But that's all Jesus needed. You know what he really, 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 really needs? He needs the willing heart. Hallelujah. He needs the willing heart. I don't want to get emotional. Is your heart willing? Where is your heart right now, my friends? Is it about you, this, my struggles? Or maybe, you know, you've had the courage and you're working on your Jerusalem. But he wants you to see way more. And as I said earlier, There are some of you who are looking at your life and what you are and all you think you've got is five loaves and two fishes. So what can my life do, friend? Five loaves and two fish and a willing heart can feed 5,000 people, men only. Hallelujah. Can I have some amens? Willing hearts. Hearts that just don't get caught in the small but can see the big. Hallelujah. Statistically, I'm trying to get clever. I've been looking at the census data. I want to be like Terry, clever. You know what the census data tells us? Yarrawonga. In 2021, there were 8,661 people, not including... uh, Mawela. That was 2021. We we're in 2023. We had such growth in this town, it's probably around about 10,000, I don't know. 10,000 people. Something like that. But anyway, let's use the 8,661. Do you know that 58.5% of people who live in Yaronga when they filled out the census form, 58.5% identify as Christian? The media. Remember I told you no truth and truth will set you free? Remember I said that the devil tells lies? The devil is trying to tell a lie to the church and Christians that what they say, that we're losing ground and we're, 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 you know, Aussies don't want to hear. Well, my friends, 58.6% of people who live in Yarrawonga identify as a Christian. Hallelujah. There's some kind of beginning ground where we can find at least half the people that you know or meet have some kind of sense that they identify with Christianity. Hallelujah! Kind of interesting but wait there's more 7% are not stated 7% they just don't know but wait there's more 36% say they have no religion but here's the point about the 36% the 36% are people who don't identify as an agnostic or an atheist or any other form of thought they haven't chosen the path to say, I don't believe in God. Quite interesting. So 58 plus, Terry, you'll have to do the maths because you're smarter. 58. Uh, sorry, let's start again. 5,066 people plus 3,121 adds up to a lot. <laughs> Friend, the harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. COVID was not caused by God, but it has created an opportunity for harvest. Oh, but you know. Do you want to believe the lie of the media and all this crap? Or do you want to believe the word of God? Christians, I think, are meant to believe the word of God. Cobram, because I love Cobram. As of the 2021 Census: 5,389 people live in Cobram. Cobram has had a lot of growth. So who knows? 7,000, I don't know. Again, 55.6.1% of people identify as Christians in Cobram. I don't think there's 56.1% of people who are going to church in Cobram. Not
1: yet.
0: Again, 7% are not stated, meaning, well, I don't know. 32% 32% say they have no religion. They're not atheists. Or not, they're not agnostic or any other form of religion. They just are there. See, it ain't as hard as we think. And remember, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. Sorry, Solomon Island friends. I get excited. I'll be even more excited when some of these Aussie chicks. Joel 3, 34. Joel was a prophet who had revelation or prophetic vision about what the end days would look like. So when you read the book of Joel, you're reading someone who got a glimpse, and that's where we get this thing about the Holy Spirit coming down, where uh, you know your young men and your old men with dreams and visions and, and prophecy and all that kind of stuff. Joel prophesied Acts one eight. He saw it, but he also said this in Joel three fourteen. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, talking of the end days talking of the time that you and I have been chosen by God to breathe air and live in, that around us there are multitudes and multitudes living in a valley where they're trying to make a decision. They're stuck in a valley and they're trying to make a decision about God, about why they are here, multitudes. Multitudes. For the, law, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. What does that mean? Can you remember when Jesus hit the planet? And he said, um, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, heaven came to earth when Jesus came to draw people to heaven. We know that. But when it's talking in this scripture, it says this, The day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Do you know that it's kind of like the dawning of the day for people to encounter Jesus is right now. Right now. But notice what Jesus did with the fishes and the loaves. Can I have some amens? I've got to know if I'm going where I'm going. Jesus said, you do something about feeding these people. He didn't say, man, I'm going to do it. You just sit and watch. He chose to get them to participate. Participate. Join the plan. Be part of this answer to feed the 5,000 plus the women and children. So then he says, what do you got? Well, we've got this. He says, give it to me. Give it to me. See, friends, church is about us. It's not a building. It's us, community, people, taking our fishes and loaves and running it past the hands of Jesus. Because note, it comes into his hand, he lifts it up, he blesses it, and then he gives it back to them. He gave it back to them. Because they were the ones who were meant to distribute the wonderful miracle that Jesus was doing. He wasn't there taking the glory and saying, Get out of my way. I'm going to do it. He let heaven touch what they had. Then he gave it back to them. And it says, They distributed. And the masses were fed. And there were 12 baskets because of the God of enough. More than enough. Hallelujah. Where am I going with this? Because I'm always going somewhere. I am just a man. I am just a man. But I am a man that met Jesus a long time ago and have been encountering him on this life of journey and taking my fishes and loaves, though they be meager and though they be whatever. Whatever. And letting what I am, who I am and what I have pass through his hands. And friends, I've got to tell you, it is the most amazing journey that I've been on. To see the miraculous hand of God multiply what I as a person have been able to do. And to be, I I love my church, I love this church. Because I've had a whole bunch of people who've been giving us fishes and loaves and whatever they have, whatever gift or ability. And we've watched God multiply. Help me get fishes and loaves, man. It is the best ride. Best ride. Joe, God's got way more for you. Get out of the bling wardrobe. I don't know what it is. Ah. <laughs> Lift your eyes up, girl. You are a distributor of heaven in this world. Yes. She's so convinced. <laughs> Did you see how... Would you, yeah, Jesus! She's like, yeah. Oh, you're buying it. I know you are. I know the anointing's. Joe, step out further, you've got, what you, you've, you've got all you need, you've just got to let it go through him. Lots of people want to get out and help the world, but they want to do it in their own strength and they don't let it pass through the hands of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. I'm just a man, as I said, Peter and I are just a man and a woman, but friends, we are still on our journey of watching what he can do with our fishes and moats. Hallelujah, it is nothing but a joy to me to be with all of you here and be worshipping the Master. How cool is that? But friend, we are not stopping where we are. Because the Master sees the multitudes. Amen. I just want to inspire you this morning to see the multitudes. Because friend, he wants you to distribute to the multitudes. The bread of life. Jesus called himself the bread of life. Why did he say that? Do you know the John version of the fishes and loaves, he does the miracle, then the very next day he talks about him being the bread of life. You know why? Because the miracle was setting them up to see what God could do with bread and fish. But then he said, I'm the bread of life. Friend, we are distributors of the bread of life. We have millions and millions and millions of people who are in that valley of decision. Can we not? Are, are, are we in for some more? Can you give me a wave? Are you in for some more? I've got four people of motivating. Can you give me a wave if you are hearing the King of Kings, not me, him. Yes. Well, it's your lucky day. <laughs> You know, there's a whole lot of stuff that we've got going on. Um, So we're starting another church, which is just part of the journey. So we've been secret squirrels. Uh, So anyway, we're starting a new church in Daniloquim. Hallelujah. Why? Because we just want to have more churches, no friends, because it's part of reaching the multitudes. Hallelujah. We're going over the state line do you know when the ACC to cross the state line is such a big deal man it's kind of like you know, you're know you going into another country I have to deal with a whole bunch of new people I have to register the church in a whole new way, it's all crazy but it's all good it's okay so we're planting a church in Deniloquin Picker and I are going to spearhead it and I am looking for a team I am looking for a team of people who will join the team to plant this church I'm looking for people who will join the team by praying for us. I'm looking for people who will join the team by coming once a month or something or people who feel the touch of God to help us more. Hallelujah. And we actually have a building already. We have a building that is an ex-Jehovah Witness building. We're taking the land. You know, God save those Jehovah's... It seats 250 people. It is a purpose-built church. We've never had a purpose-built church. When I was at covering the other week, I was thinking about all the times, Vivian, that we have changed that building. Looks like we're going to have to do it again. But friend, we have a purpose-built building, facility, it seats 250. It's got all the seats and everything. Wow, we, you know, there's some financial issues regarding that, but it's all good because we have the God of the fishes and loaves, and makes them multiple. All he needs is willing hearts. Hallelujah. But also, I'm looking for some loot. You know, we planted Cobram, we needed loot. And I've got a message for Cobram. Cobram, it's time for you To help us participate with the loot. Uh We need your fishes and loaves. Uh, I'm believing God for 30 grand. $30,000. Because I'm believing that that is going to be our fishes and loaves. But I need people to help. And I'm not begging you for money because I don't do that. I'm just looking for people who are willing to Join in. 30 grand? Hallelujah. So, just see what the Holy Spirit does with you. See if the God of the multitudes is touching your heart regarding what we're going to do there. Think about this. As I close, I should close now. Here's an interesting ratio 12 disciples, 5 loaves, 2 fishes, fed 10,000 plus women and (laughs) children. Yeah, fed 10,000 theoretically with the women and children. How many people are here today? I don't know how many chairs we put out there 140, 150 or something? 140 people here today. 10 plus the boy and the fishes and loaves passing through the hands of Jesus. Affected 10,000 people. 140 people. Now, I worked out the ratio of that, because again, I'm trying to be like Terry. 833 people were touched by each individual person. If we have here today 140 people, and not everybody that should be here is here, we can reach something like 180,000 people. I don't know, that's just mess. I wanna let's close our eyes. Because you know, Lord, without you we are just banging a drum. Father, we are just noisy clanging cymbals. Just striving to do stuff our own strength. In our own strength. But I thank you, Jesus, you made a way. You sent the Holy Spirit to give us power. And God, you also take our fishes and loaves. If we are willing to give you who we are and what we have, God, you do amazing things. Holy Spirit, I know you are speaking this morning. You have been speaking to this church from when it began to where we are now. Because God, you want us to see what you see. You want you want us to see the lost souls of mankind. There are some of you that are here today, and I think Greg said it, and that uh, there are some of you today that are calling. God is calling you actually in your life. You're going to pastor churches, but you're fighting and you're resisting because you want to do your own thing, or because you think that you only you don't care. You only have some fishes and loaves. There are those of you that, like Greg said, I think about with a, or was it Kaz, with an evangelistic spirit that you have been hiding away, looking at your lack, instead of looking at the God who has called you. And there is a power and an anointing for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Holy Spirit, do your work in this place. Do your work in this place. Holy Spirit, touch hearts. Sweep with who you are. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, break every shackle, every lie in the name of Jesus that is holding back Lord, your disciples in this place this morning. Father, break the limited thinking, smash it in Jesus' name. Touch the willing hearts in this place. Hallelujah.